Good afternoon. I am your estate planning and elder law attorney, Russell Farbiars, and welcome to another episode of Not Minding My Own Business. And I am here with Kirk Camfield. Kirk, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Kirk. So you you are a franchise owner of help help me out here, Care Patrol. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, so, so tell me, what is the mission of Care Patrol? What do you guys do? So basically, Care Patrol is a 30-year-old company that was started by a medical social worker, and it was started in Arizona. And the, the main mission is that they found that if people are put in care communities and the care doesn't match their needs, it actually is life-impacting and life-shortening. And uh so they saw this issue back in 93, again, in Arizona, and it was Care Patrol was just an Arizona company until they franchised in 2009. And the main mission for Care Patrol is we help families. We help families for free, but we want to keep the family member at home if possible and safe to do so. But it sometimes becomes a, a time where it's not, it literally is not safe to do so, or the caregivers are burning out or whatever. So if, and when it gets to that stage, Care Patrol tries to match that family with the best communities for them, you know, financially, uh, care-wise, and sometimes geographically, depending on the family, but the, the loved one's needs come before the geographical location of the care community. Okay. So now you, you mentioned, you mentioned early on in the, in there that that if the care, the, the level of care isn't matched up correctly, that that can be life shortening. So can you just take us through what are the levels of care that you typically see in this in the senior community? It's, it's, it's actually getting scary because almost every third client that we're getting, and this is across, I mean, we're nationwide. We're the, we're the largest uh, senior placement and the oldest senior placement community in existence in America. And, and we have, you know, owners across 42 states in America. And, and we get together, we have conferences, we talk about it. And Alzheimer's slash dementia memory care clients is becoming like an epidemic. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, for I'm I'm a only a year plus in, but like every third client is a memory care client. So that's becoming, uh, uh, and we're not ready. I mean, America's not ready to have the care communities to to take on this kind of volume for for these for these patients or red to become residents in a care community. Some of which have to be locked down for their own safety. Yeah, and, and absolutely, and I, and, I'll, and I can echo that, that in my practice, I, I find that a lot of times when I'm meeting with families, particularly that need long-term care, there is some type of dementia or Alzheimer's component to the need for that long-term care, and trying to find a facility that can handle it and has a bed, is, it can be a challenge, but that's where you guys can come in, right? Yes, that is where we come in. And, and the, I mean, there's there's four types of, of dementia, but like you said, Alzheimer's is 80% of dementia. So it's obviously the, the, the larger volume of the dementia illness. Um, but yeah, it, it is that that is exactly we there's a there's a gamut of how how that loved one, what level of dementia, what level of care they need. Some need very little, but a lot of them need a lot. And 
it just becomes unsafe and unhealthy for the family sometimes to keep them at home uh, to care for them. So yeah, we absolutely get engaged with the family. We learn the family, we learn the loved one's needs. And, and then we, you know, we have a database, our communities are databased across the country. Uh, and we have a database where we can match the, the levels of care that these communities can provide, depending on how severe. And like I said, even down to locked in units. So can you explain to our listeners what the process is when when you start working with a family, is there an evaluation that you do? Yes, we call it a care discovery. So everybody in the care patrol network has to be a certified senior advisor. It's the only it's the only certification that exists in the referral in the referral realm. But for you to be in business, you have to get certified. So that that encompasses you know financial, medical. Um, the, 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 le- even down to, you know, the capabilities of the home communities that they can provide. So it, it's a, it's actually a, a tough, it's a tough certification and they take it very seriously, but that allows us, yes, we're, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. Uh, I don't even have a medical background. A lot of care patrol owners are social workers. Some are nurses. There's a lot of owners that have a medical background. I don't. I'm not the owner. I don't have that. And there are some that are like me as well. But I am still able to perform a care discovery as part of my certification that I'm getting in to know the family, know the loved ones. We're finding out what are the care needs? Where are they at? You know, have they fallen? What, you know, just it's a very in-depth care discovery, as you call it. it. It touches on medical. It touches on financial uh, it talk, touch about physical li- liabilities and limitations and things like that. Okay. So you, so you get in there and you, you're, you're doing an evaluation, you know, not just of, you know, their finances, how, you know, what are their assets, what, the, what is their income, but from a socio, a social perspective, you know, what, what, what's going to be the, the right choice for, for this, this client? Correct. That, 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 that's, that's the goal is to match. I mean, you don't want to be, you know, there's 63 communities in Berks County. So you, you don't want to put someone in the wrong community. You don't want to have to move someone. I mean, it does happen. Sometimes there's a bad match or something, but especially if you're memory care, that's very traumatic. It's traumatic. This is traumatic enough. This is a huge transition for families, but certainly with memory care clients, moves are hugely traumatic. So we're yeah. trying to get that right up front. Uh, and we, we take the families through. We even go on tours with them, with the communities. Not to, you know, we're not trying to steer anybody. We're just trying to, we're here for advice. We're just advisors. But we try to, um, you know, let's say you're, you're on tour and the fam- you know the family have questions or you know the family have a certain concern. And if that gets missed during the tour, then I might, you know, chime in. But otherwise, I tend to, my communities are very professional. They, they do this for a living. So we kind of just take them to the tour, hand them over, uh, and then let the communities do find that match, find what the family are looking for. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, Kirk. You know, so you've done these tours with families. What is, what is one of the most important questions that a family should ask when they're on, on a tour? Well, there's a, there's a few. Activities, activities, and activities is certainly <laughs> one because – it's key. It's key to happiness. It's key to health. It, it's, you know, I, I certainly look at that. Um, 
we, we have some of the, we have some of the best, and again, national company, and we have our coaches coming around here, and I've taken to some of our memory care units. We have some of the best memory care units here because of the activities. And, you know, some of these places have maybe three dining rooms, and you're eating with people that are at your level because it's a socialization thing, whether you have a memory care issue or not, it's a socialization thing. So it, it's hard to say there's one right, right. thing you're looking for. It, it's it's a mixture of how that works for that particular because everybody's at a different level and every family member has a different need so it's right. hard to just pinpoint just one right but it sounds like what you're saying is you don't want you want to make sure that your your loved one isn't just going to be stuck in a room all day that they're, they're going to be engaged uh, absolutely that again that that's really good for their long-term health it's really, I mean, we have, we have a community in Burris County that literally their memory care patients and residents, I shouldn't say patients, they're residents, every 15 minutes, they're doing an activity. So they're doing like a resting activity, then a tactile activity, literally, and they're engaged like this throughout the day. So wow. it, it's, it's awesome to watch how, how the people in that community respond and, and, and work and, and it, Sadly, I mean, it is, you know, it is a numbers game. It is a staffing issue. It, it is, you know, the communities have to take on the amount of, they might be licensed for so many, but they can only take on what they can properly care for. So, right. you know, you do look for that. You do. Look, and a lot of families, you know, back to your last question, they do look for, oh, what's the employee to, to resident ratio? And, and I get that, but that isn't always the be all and end all of what's the right community. Makes, makes sense. You know, families want to make sure that their loved one is being cared for, but, you know, the, the, the number can be distorted uh, in, in, in actuality. Now, you said you started this, you know, about a year ago. So what's been the most surprising thing that you've learned since you've become a, uh, a senior advisor? It's, you know, this isn't, this isn't something that you, you know, family, I did this myself, people can do this their, themselves. It's how overwhelmed the families have become when they are faced with this, because uh, I, and again, I'm guilty of this. You're not, we're not prepared for it. The family usually aren't prepared for this. And then there's a medical event or something that, you know, mom or dad went to hospital and that event was so tragic or traumatic. They can't go home. So you go from it's Monday morning and mom's fine watching telly and Wednesday afternoon, you find out mom can never event happens. She goes to the hospital and you find out she can't go home. So it, it's such a upside down, tragic, traumatic event. And if you're not prepared for it, it can be very overwhelming. And, and I'll be honest, a lot of my clients are overwhelmed when they call me. Likewise, because it's like you said, it's a traumatic event that triggers the need. Uh, and then, but it, that's why it's nice that there's that there's a service like like yours out there to help guide people. Now, I, I think you mentioned this before, but I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you again. What is the investment from the family financially for your services? For my services from the family, we are a free service. Care Patrol is you know 100% free service for the families. And obviously it's a business. So that does put people off. That, how are you free? You know, I'm paying for this somewhere, but we are a free service to the families. We are paid and compensated by the communities that we work with. 
and and with care patrol we have national accounts so we have we have communities that are across the, that we work in in every in every territory that we have national accounts and national agreements with them other than that you're setting up and establishing your own accounts in your territory for your communities to get your own agreements but we we don't again we are not trying to steer a family oh i'm making more money at this community than that community we are concerned with the level of care and not bankrupting the family and that's again the main reason for looking at the financial situation is because this is expensive no matter how you look at this this is an expensive proposition that a lot of people didn't prepare for and we were conscious of that so we are looking at that when we're looking at the communities for each for each individual that's that comes to us even if you did think you prepared for it you you can't prepare for it because on average right now a, a, a nursing home is going to cost somewhere between eight and ten thousand dollars a month. So, so even if even if you prepared for it, that's a, that's a lot of money. Uh, how do you help your family sort of navigate through that that financial system? You know, in ter- in terms of understanding, you know, how they can access benefits and make sure that that their loved one is cared for. Right. And you're right. And, and it depends, you know, you're, you hit on the head that you can't, pre- you can only prepare so much. I mean, some people have long-term care insurance and things, but some people are being, they're coming to us in their sixties. They're having an event in their sixties. So it doesn't matter how many millions they have, they're, they're going to outlive their money. So, you know, there's, there's not a hard and fast rule. I'll be honest. I started doing this, that if a family can't private pay for two years, I, I'm not recommending that community because two years isn't that long of a time. But the thing is, is some families don't even have two years. But what we're finding is once you're in a private pay community and we do have benevolent communities in Berks County and the surrounding counties, you know, that you, when you say you run out of your funds, they will by law, they can, you know, that you can be removed, but, but they don't always inspire. Certainly the benevolent communities don't that's for life. But, yeah, there are families that you know they're going to outlive their money. You let you lay that out, and again, these communities are also working with the families, you know, on a six-month basis, and they they're looking at the funds, they're looking at that. So they do whatever they can to help them off off board or or move on to the next stage, whatever that may be. But certainly, that's not the goal. The goal is to find a community that you can stay there realistically for as long as you can. Right, because as we talked about earlier, the move can be very traumatic and very difficult, particularly in a memory care situation. Absolutely. So why don't we shift gears for a second, talk a little bit about you. So how did you get into this line of work? <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny because I'm an IT manager. I've been an IT manager for 35, 40 years. Um, I, I have two sisters and I'm the youngest. And my mom lived, you know, not far, but my mom never had food in the house. Her day was feeding stray cats, going to lunch, driving around. We didn't, we didn't realize until she moved in with me and lost her, you know, her driving privileges that she'd go to Boyertown to have breakfast. Then she'd drive to Y Missing to feed some cats. Then she'd drive to, you know, Topton to feed. She was traversing Berks County every, but that was her day. And that's how she filled her day. Um, so Every time it snowed or rain, I would have to go to her house, shovel her car out, make sure she had food, things like that. And, and it got to the point where I'm like, you know what, mom, 
I'm recently divorced. Why don't I buy a house and build an apartment and I'll take care of you? I'm an IT manager. I can work from home. I can do a lot from home. So I did that for 11 years. I bought a house and built her an apartment and I took care of her for 11 years, promising her like, I'll never put you in a care community. I'll never do this to because we thought it was a negative thing. And then she broke her back on my kitchen floor and she had a, she had a first alert, never wore it because it was for old people, you know, so it was on her bedside table, but my sister was actually at my house. It was a weekend and I was outside in the yard and my sister was out there talking to me and here my, our mother fell on my kitchen floor and broke her back screaming for us. We don't hear her. She's not wearing her key fob to get anybody. Um, and we called the ambulance when we came in and found her and they checked her out again. She was like in her early, not maybe 90, 91, I forget how old. And they checked her out and said, you know, she's old, she's bruising, but I don't think she is okay. And we kept her at home. She didn't want to go to the hospital. We kept her at home. And for a week, I'm like, mom, get out of bed. If you don't get out of bed, you know, I'm going to take you to the hospital. And she lived like that for a week. Oh. And I'm like, really like, mom, you got to get out. Of, you got to move. You're going to get stuck. And of course, took her to the doctor and firemen carried her out of the house. You know, like I did everything wrong. And here she had a broken back. And of course, they cared for her. When she came back to my house, she was so traumatized that she started begging me to go into a care community. So it, it went 180 degrees from, you know, so and I at the same time that's going on, my girlfriend's parents are having memory issues coming on rapidly. And we're looking for a care community for them at the same time. And we called some of these on, you know, we went online, like everybody goes online and we kind of got badgered. You know, we weren't get. it was just everybody was calling us to, and it wasn't really the right thing. And I was always looking for a business. I was always looking for a franchise. And I thought, you know what, something exists here to do this. And I found Care Patrol and here I am. You know, so I went, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge change, but it's, it's great to help people, you know, where you don't really do that as an IT man, or you don't get thanked at least as an IT manager. No, no you help computers, uh, you know, and no one calls yeah. you until nothing, until something isn't working. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, you know, you, which, what, what I hear, what I hear you saying is you went through this process and it was, and it was a challenge and it was overwhelming and, and you, you want to create a resource for people in, in this community so they don't have to have the same experience that you had. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's basically through caring for my mom, unskilled, not certified, certainly, but, but um, unskilled and, and being home and being up and down the steps 15 times a day. And you know what? I still can't do as good of a job for my own mom as a care community could do for it. She improved. I mean, she improved when she went in and then I felt guilty that, oh my God, I, I harmed my mom by keeping her in my house for all these years. But uh, it was ignorance. I didn't know. I didn't know that, you know, there, what was out there and that it could actually benefit her. Right. And I think that a lot of people started this from the same point that you, that you and your family started from, which is, I don't want to, I don't want to put mom in, in, a, in a nursing home because there's this bad reputation that that you yeah. that when you do that you're sort of throwing them away, but from what what you've what you've seen, that that's really not the case, is it? It's not. I mean, the stigma is there, and it was there for my mom from my grandfather's that you know all the way back to you know in the 70s and how 
things have changed. I mean, it, it just has. And, and it's, I like to say nobody goes singing and dancing in a care community. We all want to stay home. You know, there, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to, I mean, I want to stay home. We, I think we all want to stay home. I think that's a natural thing, but there does come a time where it's just not in your best interest to be home. It's not safe. You're not getting the proper care. You're not getting the proper nourishment. I mean, you name it. I've experienced it and I failed. You tick every box. I failed at every level because I wasn't feeding my mom properly. She wasn't taking her meds properly. She wasn't getting enough socialization. So all the things that I thought I was doing to help her and she thought was they turned to be detrimental in her case because she did better when she was in the social environment with people of her generation and being cared for better. Right. Because at the end of the day, humans are social beings. So it's important to be, to be social, social and be socialized with other people. So, so Kirk, when you aren't touring nursing homes, what, what, what do you like to do for in your free time? <laughs> I well, I'm getting too old for sports, but I mean, I'm I'm still skiing, and I'm the oldest and you know saddest snowboarder out there. But I <laughs> I've always worked in, I've always had an old home, and I've always kind of renovated the home I live in. And then you know, just through different reasons, when I finish, I I don't get to enjoy it. I wind up having to sell it and move somewhere else. So <laughs> I I do enjoy DIY and home improvement. You know, I I love golf and. It, I'm just time poor. I think we're all time poor, but yeah. you know, the things I want to do, the only time I really sit around is watching football. I, I could watch football 24 hours a day. Um, I'm, I'm in mourning right now because the season's over. But, uh, <laughs> Are you an Eagles fan? I, I am not. I grew up here. I was born and raised here and I'm a Dolphins fan. So it's, but I was certainly rooting for the, I was rooting for the Eagles, obviously. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're very used to losing, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for reminding me of that. It's been, it's been rough. They were good when I was a child, but not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But But, you know, it, it was rough for, for Eagles fans here. Um, (laughs) You know, with the Super Bowl recently, but you know, I, I told everyone it, it was a great game until until the last five minutes. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Somebody's got to lose. Yeah. But yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you, you're born born and raised. What's your fondest memory of Berks County? Oh, there's a lot. You know, I, I lived. I lived all over Europe. There's a lot to be said for this area. And of course my girlfriend's in tourism. I mean, it's just, I, I hate to say it. I, and I like the, the Mennonite Amish thing. I know that's not Berks County as much as Lancaster County, but there's such a charm with that. And, and being overseas and, and like the movie witness to sit in the movie theater in London and oh, like everybody's gasping when they see Lancaster County and it, it's just a really unique thing to our area, but you know, our area has a lot to offer. It was, I'm happy I was born and raised here. Yes, I was gone for a long time, but it is a nice area. It's a nice place to grow up. It's got a lot to, 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 to offer. Um, but I'd have to say, you know, that's the thing that they associate with. And of course, hoagies, you know, hoagies <laughs> and iced tea. And th- things that I really missed when I was gone were like ho- good hoagies and iced tea and things like that. But, uh, yeah, there's no ICT over in London, I don't think. No, there's not. No, there's not. Well. This this has been wonderful to have to have you have you here. Uh, before before we wrap up, what is 
what is, why should more people be aware of what you do? And, and that's, you know, that's funny. That's the challenge because it really is, uh, it's just an unknown entity. I really, I can't believe, and again, I never heard of it. I'll be honest. I never heard of it. It's, the, the, you know, I am really just get having to get the word out because they just don't know that we exist. If you're in a care patrol territory, like I'm covering Harrisburg right now because that owner, they're, they're bending our backwards to help me because they know what care patrol does. The, the communities know what we do. They know we're bringing vetted qualified clients to them. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the biggest challenge is getting the, the, the word out that it's a free service, which, I hate to say it, people, I don't want to say distrustful, but they find, they always think there's a catch. Hey, you're free, but I'm paying for something somewhere. You know, they're charging me more. So, so that's, that's definitely a challenge. And, and you really provide a service because you're helping to guide people to, to care that's going to really make a difference in their, in their loved one's lives. Yeah, and, and you hope so. And, and and I say this, and I think I touched it. I I think it's 35 or 40 years of being an IT manager. Other than 9-11, I think I got thanked like five times in 40 years. Like literally, thank you for doing that. I get thanked five times a week. And, oh. and I know that doesn't pay the bills. I understand that. Thing. But it's just, it's such a rewarding it's a job. I, don't, I hate to say it's, I, I mean, it's my company, it's my business, but it's just a rewarding field to mm-hmm. people just don't know we're out there. They don't, they're struggling with this. And they're like, I didn't know this existed. I wish I knew this existed for my mother or my father. Right. You know, so that's been really rewarding. And the, the gratitude from the clients that I've had, they've been awesome. They, they really have been, they, they just bend over backwards to thank you. And that's, I really appreciate that. That means they really appreciate having someone help them dig out of that overwhelm. So, yeah. Well, Kirk, thank you so much for, be, for being here and sharing what you do uh, with our audience. If someone is looking to reach out to you or to Care Patrol, what's the best way to do that? Uh, the, my web, they, we can, they can contact us via the website. They can call my, the, the phone number, um, 610-607-7006. Uh, they can go on the Care Patrol website and put their zip code in. I mean, there's multiple ways to to get to a Care Patrol owner. Because I'll be honest, we work, you know, you might have a loved one that needs to go to Michigan. You know what I mean? So we're, we're across the nation. So I, I put people in Florida. I put people in Arkansas. You know, so we are helping families that they're not just in Berks County. They might have a loved right. one elsewhere and they can reach out that way. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kirk for being here on Not Minding My Own Business. Thank you for having me.